It's called Smut. Give me smut and nothing but. Get in there. Oh, I know what butt plugs are. I just don't know what sex is. Um, when two when two people or animals love each other very much. (laughs) Have you heard of a stork? (laughs) So a stork has a penis. Sometimes (laughs) creatures touch bits with other bits. Say no more. And it feels good. I love because I feel like I've said bits a lot. Yeah. And in reference to parts of an anatomy and also like doing bits like as an act. Mm-hmm. Whenever I say bits, I exclusively mean an act. Parts. And oh. then, no, you're the one that introduced bits as parts yeah. to me. I like the And idea. I resent you for I it. I was going to say I like touching bits, but I like <laughs> saying touching bits. And now we're doing a bits, bits, bit. Oh, bits, shit. Bit. All right, we have to stop. <laughs> we have to, we have to we're going to cut all of this out. That's a great bit right there. Welcome to Femmes Reading Filth. Welcome to Femmes Reading Filth. Welcome to Femmes Reading Filth. <laughs> Welcome to Femmes Reading Filth. I'm Jess. I'm Emily. I'm Ben. <laughs> this is Ben. We have Ben Auksher here today to talk about something near and dear to all of our hearts. Mm-hmm. Christmas. Christmas. You can feel it in the air. Jingle bells. It is currently November. Mm-hmm. We do. We are recording in my apartment. Mm-hmm. We do have our Christmas tree up. Because my lovely roommate put it up, and it looks—it's very cozy in here. To be it's clear, massive. it's mid-November. It's there's November no, like. 12. There's no need for you to, to be clear. I just—I'm <laughs> not judging. I'm just—I'm just setting up the tone here. Like, right. It, it just got cold. Just That's true. Now. Well, it's supposed to snow tomorrow. And apparently. This, the first snow. This tree, I assume, sprung out of the floor. It did. I, I think that tree went up the weekend of Halloween. No, no, it was the weekend following Halloween. Oh, okay, because okay. I had all of my Nightmare Before Christmas figurines up. Anyways, you have a whole, you have a whole Halloween I village. I wouldn't call them figurines. I would oh. call them houses with lighting. Yeah, and yeah, you know, like there's a like Christmas, landscape. Christmas villages that people. Yeah, I have that sure. for all the houses. Nightmare, nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. So you've got a Nightmare Before Christmas village. Yeah, yeah, she that does. sounds adorable. It is. It's fucking cool shit, and they light up. Yeah. They're creepy. They're really creepy. But they're wonderful. God, I wish I had money. <laughs> we got them. I like inherited them. They were, we got them back oh, in Oh, well, that um, explains it. You read, all, you read all those think pieces about like, oh, here's Inheriting how, Nightmare here's Before how Christmas by the age of 30, I had my uh, Nightmare Before Christmas figurines. <laughs> Nepotism. And you always get to the second page and it's just like, oh, his parents gave them to <laughs> Speaking of parents. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, you, you finished that thought. I'm going to say baby Jesus is, a <laughs> is, is risen. Has risen. Oh, that's Easter. Uh, that's, oh, shit. You're right. Has been born. Yeah, he's, go- he's back to He cycles <laughs> through the year. We were So I should say we were going to pick. We had a few different options for our Christmas episode because we can't just do Christmas as a trope because that's dumb. It's too much. So we too And we many. know Ben's mm-hmm. background is, is wide and varied in many a thing. So we had asked. I wanted to do Jesus. I did not want to do yeah, Jesus. Yeah, and, and, and I was talking to Emily about this the other day. She said that she said that she thought she didn't want to do Jesus because that would be, quote, too easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's an interesting... It's two in your wheelhouse. I think it's an interesting strategy on your part <laughs> as content creators to make sure you don't set your guest up for success. I wanted to cover some of the Jesus, Judas fan fiction that I have read. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't even think of that. And you were like, no, we okay. can't do that. But to be fair, I I am... So she... If you if anyone doesn't know what this is, what the fuck's wrong with you? Jess reads fan fiction. I read Kindle Unlimited. I try to, at least, about a certain trope. And the Christian or the religious Kindle Unlimited's... Yeah. 
your your mountain your mountain is much taller it's, than mine. Yes, it's. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna say. Listen, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna come after anyone who writes um, religious Kindle Unlimited romances because you know what? To each of their own. That's totally fine. It's not my bag. It's not my bag of bones. I have a question for you though. Okay, don't have ask you, it. Ha- okay, wait. A. Have you read one? B, quick follow-up. How erotic are they really? There is no erotics. The There's only no one that I've read is Priest. That is in not which the priest a does Christian. not try very hard to be a no. good priest. The only Bible fan fiction that I've read is the Book of Mormon, and it's hot <laughs> as hell. <laughs> That's actually... It's hot as hell. And it's inspired so much other fan fiction, like mm-hmm. the musical. I didn't Book even of think of that as fan it's that is fan that's correct it is, it is. I, I actually thought of the musical first but you were talking about the real book of mormon technically the new testament of jesus christ is fan sense. fiction yeah that's true i have and i've said that before too actually it's Oy you vey. know it came later it was yeah. inspired by the, the christians are good fan Some fiction writers yeah. 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 Yeah, the, yeah yeah the jewish the jewish people but yeah so yeah. we all so anyway say, that's what we're not talking we're not about. Not talking about religion uh, if you got it in your head that we were going to talk even a little bit about go to our sister podcast Fem's reading Faith. Um, <laughs> pretty proud of how fast I came up with that one. You're great. It was pretty easy too. But the one that we're doing today is Snowden Stranded in Christmas Time. Mm-hmm. Be boop bop. People are stuck with each other during Christmas. Is it is it a forced proximity? proximity? Is it a one bed? We've done a lot of forced forced proximity, and we love it. Yeah, and there's a reason that, it, that, it, that it's around. It works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get to that, we have some questions to ask you. Oh, for me? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So can you please ready yourself? Okay. <laughs> do you read fan or fan fiction? Well, do you read, first of all? Because I do ask everyone that. Yeah. Do I read books? Yeah. Uh, I do. I consume books mostly in, in audiobook format because mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm always moving around. Into it. And also I use them to help me fall asleep and things like that. So I consume mostly audiobooks, uh-huh. but I do it pretty regularly. Yeah. I feel like a lot of guys do audiobooks rather than physical or a Kindle, I should I say. I do a lot mm. of audiobooks, too. Yeah. But, but like, I know a lot of people who, like me, have trouble sitting down yeah. for more than a few minutes at a time. So an audiobook allows some, like, hands busy doing mm-hmm. something else, but also I'm absorbing Just a story. The majority of men that I know that, like, are big readers are audiobook all people? audiobook people. Are yeah. there, like, p- particular types of stories that you really like, Ben? I mean, yeah. It, I mean, in fiction, I, I tend to, like... I tend to like interesting sci-fi mm. stories that are very. Uh, I, I like I like the. I like the fact that that science fiction in literature, in like written literature, allows you to get real geeky about the details. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I enjoy that. In nonfiction books, I'm generally looking for stories about strange experiences that people have had. Okay, uh, that um, sort of introduce like oh how does one find themselves here Mm -hmm. i don't think i could ever find myself there and then you hear someone's real life story and you're like oh shit okay now i get how you could be there Mm -hmm. got it uh so that's sort of broad strokes but i find myself like those kinds of books so in both of those i'm hearing that you like like you like novel situations and the human aspect of that or just like how people get through things that are kind of crazy yeah 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 i'd say that's fair i love that do you have you ever read any romance I don't think I've ever read anything that is that could be primarily classified as a romance. Story. Yeah, no. There's always no. been like something like in your sci-fi books yeah. where there's like a character that is a love interest. I mean, kind of I thing. feel like in almost every story that's made for any kind of mainstream consumption, there's some sort of love story mm-hmm. stuck you gotta, in there. You got to hook those ladies in, but it's not <laughs> I, the point. But it's not the yeah. Yeah, I right. wouldn't say that I I am drawn to things where that's the primary 
story. Further question. Have yeah. you read any, have any of these stories that you've read not necessarily having romance, like eroticism in it, like sex scenes kind of thing? I was thinking about this today. I only remember, I remember when I was young and the internet was too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've been there. Back in the 80s. My only, <laughs> my only encounter with fan fiction. It yeah, would, I don't oh think, boy. I don't know if, I didn't, that term had not appeared on my radar yet. Right. But I was, like so many kids, I was obsessed with Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, boy. A classic. And I came across these, like, oh, this is cool. People write their own Star Wars stories. Mm -hmm. Isn't that fun? Yeah. And my little brain was torn asunder. Oh, no. Did you read was any torn of asunder. Or was I that, did. But the concept was just mind-blowing. No, itself. I read and I was disgusted. With <laughs> what was the, the pairing? the filth and the degeneracy. Right, okay. I don't even remember now. I, somebody grew, some character grew an enormous dick. Like, that sounds right. got shot oh. with like some kind of dick grow ray or something. All of this check. It wasn't well written. Um, yeah, I mean, Star Wars is one of the original uh, modern fanfic fandoms. Mm -hmm. So it is not surprising to me at all that that might have been something you stumbled on yeah yeah, yeah like I, star trek and star wars are closely tied. i was upset about it and i still yeah. am <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say beyond that you have not ever no, read any other fanfic i can't say other it. than I the book of mormon I've, <laughs> i can't say as i've i've been in the fanfic world i can't say as i've read a lot of like erotica or anything like that so i'm very again the worst possible guest for your show that's no i think not I think true this is great that's okay. not true at all and listener we have encouraged ben to stop us at any point and ask mm -hmm. even the dumbest questions yeah. because this is what we're here for because i ask dumb questions just all the time in my everyday life yeah. so sure. i like you think I know that's how you about. learn dumb things I never mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing at most times of the day fun <laughs> fact so mm -hmm. I just have an air of confidence and sexiness so it's it like really puts people off I have a question <laughs> no, for you no never mind I have a question for you Emily <laughs> generally yeah, what's up? Yeah, what's up? Uh, how did you feel about our topic for today I hated it <laughs> so did I oh my god <laughs> oh my god okay because all right so here's my journey finding when we when we said Christmas episode, uh, Snowden stranded. Yeah, which I, actually to say, I have read this several times over. The one that you picked for today. No, I have read this trope. Oh, okay. okay. I have read this trope. I just forgot that I didn't like it very much. So here's the thing: I have read books that are not I would not classify as Christmas books or like mm -hmm. holiday books, but they somehow like a big thing will happen over the holidays, like something like that. We've talked about Tessa Bailey's window shopping, which takes place at Christmas, but like it's not... Yeah, it's not a Christmas... It's not a Christmas book in my head. It's like mm -hmm. a thing that happens also at Christmas. To find a Christmas-specific book, it's literally like taking off... It's a Hallmark book, or it's a Hallmark movie in a book, mm -hmm. is what is what I had to choose right. from. And a lot of it will say, a clean Christmas romance. Or, uh, or like mm -hmm. a religious. There's a lot of Amish romances. Fun fact: we yeah. should totally do that as a trope one day. Have yeah. never touched it. Would love to try. I would. That's what. That's the Amish motto. Have never touched it. <laughs> like would to love to try. Does I this would love to try to find an Amish fanfic. Actually, <laughs> genuinely, I would love to see. Or like when people go undercover in the Amish community. I feel mm. like that would be an easy. If whoever our next guest for the next season is is out there listening, yeah. please write that down. My barn is raising. Just thinking. <laughs> So yeah, it was a lot of like clean stuff and I didn't, there's like underlying, the there's an underlying theme here of sex. I don't know. So I wanted to make it fun for y'all and make it good for you guys. So yeah, it was hard finding this. It was hard to find stuff that led to 
with actual er- erotic sex in Christmas it. novels with also Snowden. But yeah, oh. it just I hated everyone and every. I don't like any of the characters. Like, see, when you asked, I thought you were going to find me stuff about Edward Snowden. <laughs> I thought that's where we were going. That would have been that would have been wrong. Espionage. And when I think when Ooh, I think Christmas, I do think I do think espionage and Russia and yeah. all that. Like that makes snow. sense to me. Because snow. Because snow. Because when I think of spies, I think of snow. So I did not have that problem because fan fiction is inherently dirty, mm-hmm. I think. Or at least the stuff that I find is. Yeah. My problem was... You have a gift. <laughs> I do have a gift. My problem was that, yeah, it was... It was too fluffy. Either it was too fluffy and everybody was too... Ben, do you know what fluff means in as far as fanfic? I mean, I, if, I were to des- if I were describing a story as too fluffy, I wouldn't think that that would mean it's full of inconsequential time filler type stuff. Correct. What do, okay. Yes. Okay. Or like, we are baking cookies and everyone is so happy. And our hands mm. touch. And our hands touch. The Ooh. end. Mm-hmm. Or it was the angstiest angriest shit I have ever read in my entire life of I feel all of these feelings and I am angry about it and it's also Christmas and and I couldn't find we do love angst on the show I love angst I did end up going with an angstier one because I couldn't do the fluff but I could do the angst but that was my problem is I couldn't find I had trouble finding a good balance Mm -hmm. between those two things yeah there was like people had a lot of strong feelings I wouldn't have thought that anger would have really entered into it I mean I guess it kind of makes sense because I feel like Christmas is Christmas. Think of Christmas. Like, think of Christmas. This I was actually thinking about this because it was like, oh, Christmas time is great. Like, you know, it, everyone's so cozy. The lights are up. It's so beautiful. Presents. And then I'm like, oh, that's before I go home for Christmas. Correct. <laughs> Which correct. If any of my family listens to this, because who knows. I do. I fully love going home for Christmas. I love my family. I'm not going home for Christmas this year. Oh, so you can say whatever you... It's caused a lot of drama, Mm. actually. Mm. Um, But yeah, I I love my family. Going home for Christmas is consistently tough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For many reasons. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was a lot of what a lot of the fix were was, uh, oh no, my mom is here and so is my ex-boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. And it was a lot. Oh, I do love a second chance romance at Christmas though. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Fun. It's good. Do you know what that means? <laughs> a second chance romance. Yeah. Um, from context clues, mm. I would uh, guess that it means that you're giving a certain romance a second chance to happen. You'd think. You're so smart. And you no? are correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to keep doing that to you this whole... No, that's yeah, great. We're going to no, ask Ben no, for toss, definitions toss of Toss terminology. I, mean, I, was, Love I, was, it. I was saying earlier, I've, I've listened to a few episodes, but not all of them. So toss terminology at Which me and see if one? I can... Well, my favorite one just by virtue of how prepared it made me was the season one finale. Ah. Because I got an overview of everything. And I got to hear some fierce debating skills. (laughs) Thank you, Ben. Yes. Oh, boy. Do you want to get into yours, Emma? I do, but I first want to ask him, what what comes to mind when you think of a Christmas romance? Oh, yeah. I mean, what comes to mind is Hallmark movies. Mm -hmm. Like, immediately, that's what... That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Or, more fondly, I might think of... The love story and it's a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's not even the central thing of that of that particular story. But if if it's it's a nice it's a nice story and I enjoy it and I enjoy that element of it. But yeah, for the most part, I just think of like mass produced, mm-hmm. cheesy as hell, cheesy as hell, white people in sweaters, Hallmark Christmas. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. There's a meme out right now that's like Hallmark, calm down, and it's <laughs> it's a the movie poster for like 20 different Hallmark movies that are set to come out. They're all 
a man and a woman paired with each other. They're both wearing red sweaters. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're usually the, the woman has the trendy middle part wave yep. uh, type of hair. Yep. The man has like a scarf on. He's They're both white usually. Um, Is the and, only difference their hair color and the title? Pretty much. Cool. Yeah, and like the backdrop and the green screen behind them. I think what's incredible about that is that, like, I don't know how, I don't know if people by and large know how expensive it is to produce a movie. <laughs> even a, how difficult, even a bad one, even a cheap one, even a Hallmark level romance, you're still talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars at least. And, and months, months of work. Of oh, work. Yeah. And it's, it's economically viable. <laughs> To make a hundred of these a year, mm-hmm. like that that tells you something about how much viewership, how much of an audience there apparently is for exactly well, especially that because thing. Yeah. I think it's it's they know their audience, they know it's direct targeted at middle class, middle aged women mm-hmm. who don't necessarily need sex, but they need the tension, they need the lead up, they need they want a chaste romance because yeah. that's what all of those are yeah it's just interesting and after like two or three i'm like i gotta go that's how yeah, i mean is, i feel yeah. like it i gotta go read a mafia romance it is though <laughs> it's a comfort it's a comfort thing yeah. it's a yeah. i know exactly what i'm gonna fucking get i know i can put this on with my mom and my grandma in the room mm-hmm. and i will probably be fine and we can passively talk about this yeah like it's a very easy thing for people to access i will say one thing that bothers me about those movies though is how clean everyone's house always is <laughs> They're baking cookies in the fucking kitchen. There's no flour everywhere. There's no no dishes in the sink. No, everything has been cleaned. Like, yeah, absolutely. I want to see the day-old macaroni still in the pot (laughs) on the fucking stove. While while you're sweating, you don't have perfect makeup on, and then you're like, "Mother, give me the butterscotch chips!" Like but I so want many, that. But so many of them are. Um, she's just a baker from the big city, or <laughs> she's just a chef from the big city, so she she doesn't get flour all there over the place. To be, there she's has a to be a she small have... thing and a big thing, or a big thing and a small. Thing. <laughs> she mm-hmm. works on clocks, and she lives in the big city, or <laughs> or she's from the small town, and she's the president's daughter. <laughs> yeah, this Christmas yeah. just in time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he's he's okay, wait. She works on clocks at the small town. He yeah. is advertising executive. Advertising from executive from New York City. Who for a clock magazine yes. <laughs> has to go and find a specific clock for the cover. Yes, for the cover, but she's protective of her clock collection. Because she doesn't want to get an Her grandfather gave her this this clock workshop. Paul Mark, are you listening? You better us? fucking call us and pay us for this call idea. Us. It's called a hands-on Christmas because there's hands on a clock <laughs> hands and they on put Christmas. their hands on each other. It's about time. Anyway, Emily, we, right. should, we really need to get into your yeah, story. Yeah, we're gonna we're Let's gonna we go could do for this it. forever. Let's do it. Here we go. Stage lights flickered on. It's called snowed in. Parentheses. Love demands a holiday. It's love by, demands a love holiday. demands a holiday. We need one. By McKenna Rogue. It is 166 pages, and it came out December 17th, 2020. Now, as I said, it was hard to find an erotic Christmas. Well, it was hard to find a Christmas novel with sex scenes that fit our trope that wasn't just like a 66-page novella called Santa's Baby. The characters are Jared and Logan. Uh, Logan is, is female. Jared is male. And it is a dual perspective. 
Okay. So Jared is a tech CEO in Chicago. Didn't know. Didn't know when I started it. What neighborhood does he live in? He lives, he works in Gold Coast. We don't know where he lives. So Jared is fed up with Colleen, his girlfriend. They're at a really nice restaurant and he's just sitting there while she is on her phone. And he is just thinking like, what is happening? Why is she not paying attention to me? Like, do I even find this woman attractive anymore? Like, what's going on? Wow. Uh, does she is she using me? Like, am I her sugar daddy? And he's not old, but like, you know, am I her so meal he's ticket? He's got that tech startup money. He's got that tech startup money. Yeah, he's got that Gold Coast gold. He's got that Gold Coast gold. So he he gets like a little fed up with her. He's like, I don't, you know, we've been dating for a few months. This is all his internal monologue. I'm just, I don't think this is the one. So he goes, he drops her off. He goes to his office because he's a workaholic. So mm. he goes back and he calls his best friend, Veronica, who is a private investigator. And he's like, hey, you know, what's going on? And she's like, I just wanted to tell you that I looked up your girlfriend, Colleen, and she is, in fact, cheating on you. Wait, 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 wait. This is, wait, this wait, is wait. like page three. Okay, yeah, and, and so... And we don't even have because I was like, oh, he's going to ask her to like look into and then there's going to be a conflict of no, she just Already proactively did. just like, look, man, everybody mm-hmm. you date, I look at, I look them up. Yes, <laughs> that is. Yeah, that's what she says, basically. That's terrifying. This is this is her his best friend in the whole world. He doesn't How have too many close How by looking friends. her up does she know that Colleen is cheating? She's a private investigator. Why do you have she to ask She privately investigated, you <laughs> No, but idiot. she does. She does have recordings. How? I don't know. Wow, okay. She has recordings of her talking to her friend and yes. her being like, well, I'm going to dinner with Mark tonight, but don't tell Jared because, you know, he, I, he, I'm waiting for my ring from Jared. Um, Got it. So he's like, he oh, went God. To himself. At that moment, he gets a call from his brother, Colin, who lives in Austin with his hey, wife. Hey, buddy, I also looked into your girlfriend. <laughs> wife and two sons. And he's like, hey, I know I ask you every year and you never come, but like, will you come for Christmas this year? The boys really miss you. And he's like, you know what? Yes. Yes, I will. Like, this is this is the push I needed. Blah, 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 blah. It is like three days before Christmas. He's like, I will drive down. I will drive down there and I will bring presents. And Colin's like, great, fantastic. He starts driving in a Jaguar because he's rich. Mm-hmm. He is going... I got that gold, gold, gold. <laughs> that is the theme song that's to gonna Justin happen. That's going to happen a bunch sense. of times. In Nebra- he's in Nebraska. He's like, you know, I got to stop and like, so get a meal. So he drove he's driving. from a Jaguar. Chicago to Nebraska Yes, in a Jaguar. Correct. In December. Yes. Great. Did no. I, does anyone know what it's like in the Midwest in no winter? Questions. It's snowing. It's snowing. Questions. It's very cold. And Colleen calls him, and he he answers the call while he's driving. Guys, don't do that. And he's like, oh, I, we're done. I know you're cheating on me. And he's she's like, baby, no. Baby, no. Like, that's, <laughs> that is 100% what this girl is. She's just all like, baby, jear bearer. He's like, ew, no, goodbye. Hangs up, immediately crashes into a snowdrift. Mm-hmm. So then he's like, oh, fuck. So he calls AAA. And that's where we leave him. And we meet Logan, the the mechanic in Jubilee Falls, Nebraska. Okay. Can I just jump in here and say I almost picked a she crashes, he rescues her from a snowstorm. She has to stay in his cabin because that's all the place that's safe. Fic. And I'm so glad I didn't. I'm so glad you didn't like either. that's the direction you're going in. Yes. Please continue. So Logan is the local mechanic. She takes the call and picks up Jared. Uh, she is grumpy. And she thinks he is a fucking idiot because he was driving a Jaguar and slipped on black ice and fell into a, a snow drift with this with this car. She would be How correct. much nonsense would you say she is? Would you say she's no nonsense? Would you say she's <laughs> some nonsense? She sounds like she's like 25% nonsense. I was not expecting that question. <laughs> She's about five to ten percent nonsense. Okay. nonsense really? <laughs> on a good day, she can five to ten percent nonsense. <laughs> okay. So 
she picks up Jared. She's very grumpy. And she's like, mm, blah, 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 blah. I'm sure you were expecting a man. And he's like, you know, I- I'm sorry. It's like, it's like two days before Christmas. He's like, I just like you can tow me to the nearest hotel or whatever and she's like no dumbass we're in jubilee falls there's a huge christmas festival that everyone knows about all the hotels have been booked for months and he's like um okay and so he's trying to be super nice to her and he can't help but notice that this full-figured woman and they do say it quite a few times that she is more than curvy i'd say less than voluptuous more than curvy how can he tell if she's wearing full snow gear because her coveralls are a little tight and he can tell. They cover it all. They cover it all. What percentage of full figure does she? I just made that joke. I'd say I'm here to steal. I gotta say it louder. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 65% full figured. <laughs> so the snowstorm is starting to pick up, and the power goes out once they get back to the garage. She oh. she ends up getting the the Jaguar into her garage. She lifts it up, and she's like, you know, I can't see. I'm not gonna look at this until morning. Mm. He's like, okay, well. Do you know of any any place to to stay? She's like, no. He's like, all right. Well, do you care if I just stay in my car? Like, I really don't mind. And she is like, okay. Well, now I feel bad. Like, it's almost Christmas. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I know that the garage is going to get really cold. There is a upstairs garage apartment above the mechanic shop. That's not her house. She has a different apartment. But this is just a. This came with the building. Okay. She goes, you can it's stay up there. It's an apartment for the cars. It's an apartment for the cars. So she she's like, you can stay up there. And while she's getting set up, that's when the snow gets worse. The power goes out. And she's mm. like, okay, well, mm. I'm not going to leave you here to freeze. So, mm. and I don't, we can't leave because the snow is so high. Like, oh. we can't open the door. Oh. Let me root around in my in my office slash up here to see what we have. They only have some day-old donuts from Cherry's Donut Shop, her best friend's donut shop in Jubilee Falls. Some bags of chips and some whiskey. So that's what's in my apartment right now. Oh, honey. <laughs> word for word. Oh, Cherry's Donuts is in your apartment too. Holy yeah. shit. Jubilee Falls. Congratulations Look at you. on having a best friend. Th- <laughs> Thanks for fucking rubbing it in, Ben. Thanks. Anyways, they drink a lot of whiskey. They're having a good time. And he's kind of asking her, he's like, well, how'd you end up here? And she's very evasive. She's like, it doesn't matter. Ugh. What kind of idiot drives a Jaguar? And he's like, this idiot. I'm a tech startup guy. And she's like, cool, whatever. He's like, wow. Like his inner mom's. She doesn't care that I'm a tech startup guy. Wow. <laughs> but he's got that. Wow. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and he can't help but notice that her, the, the zipper on her coveralls is getting lower and lower. Oh, Meanwhile, Logan, Logan is drinking this whiskey and she is like, Man, this stranger is so cute, but also he's a stranger. What if he tries to kill me? I hope he doesn't try to kill me. That's that's realistic, and I appreciate that. Uh, Anyways, it gets late, and she goes, all right, well, we're going to have to spoon for warmth because the the heat's off. Uh She takes off her coveralls. (laughs) That's what I do when I'm trying to get warmer. And I'm not going to lie. They do not say what she's wearing underneath, but I'm assuming it's like... Nothing. No. I'm assuming it's like underwear and a t-shirt. Because he goes, I couldn't help but peek. Ugh. And like she's I don't super like pretty. Him. Can I just say I don't like him? You don't like anyone in my books. I have. I liked. <laughs> I liked all of the monsters in your monster fucker book. Actually, did you finish that book? By the way, I'm seventy five percent of the way through. Oh I do not like him, and it might just be because I tried to date tech startup bros. Mm. But uh, he's more than that, though. You'll like see. You'll see. I'll see. You don't. You don't like that gold coast. I gold? don't like that. Gold. I've got enough. Uh, not gold coast gold. Listen, I am currently looking for a tech zaddy startup man. So if you Ugh. know anyone, call so me up. Lines are open. Lines. This is an old style radio show. Call right in. So they they huddle for warmth and they fall asleep. Mm. Logan wakes up the next morning. She goes, "Wow, this is the best night's sleep I've ever had," because she was in the arms of Jared. <laughs> what? So she's like, and oh she my drank God. a bunch of whiskey. And she drank a shit ton that of whiskey. Helps. 
I've said, you know how that, have you ever heard the term of the phrase, uh, hunger is the best sauce? Don Quixote, I think. But, well, but the idea being like when you're hungry, everything tastes better. With buffalo sauce? Right. Right. Yeah. I think, I think whiskey is the best pillow. Like you can't. <laughs> Like alcohol is the best mattress. Like nothing's more comfortable than okay. It. It's worked I'll, for many I'll, I'll alcohol. Alcohol is the, the best pillow. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're if you're drunk, you're just anything is just like oh yeah. That's this true. Is the comfortiest thing I've ever so been on. Well. I, we mm-hmm. have a glass of red wine. I know I'm gonna sleep well tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. That's fair. So she wakes up. She sneaks out of his arms and and starts to shovel the walkway because it's sky high this snow Mm -hmm. he wakes up he's like come back to bed and she's like dude like i gotta fix your car and get you the fuck out of here like let's just go for breakfast and then i gotta come back look at the car we'll order parts he's like cool great they go to the diner across the street or whatever and they talk for hours at the diner like they go at like 10 o'clock a.m and they stay until like three and the waitress is like, you guys have been here a long time. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And he leaves like $200 for tip. And, sh- and Logan's like, Cause, cause that's insane. Gold Coast yeah. gold, gold Coast. Is that Gold Coast code? It's actually hard to say really quickly. So <laughs> so while they're walking, he, she's like, well, do you want to see a little bit of the town first before we go back to the garage? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, as I said, there's a huge Christmas festival here. Everyone knows about it. Christmas is a big thing in Jubilee Falls. So they go to the Christmas festival and they make a snowman dragon to enter into the snowman contest. Because, you know, a mechanic and her client, rather than work on the car, (laughs) go and make a snowman dragon. Hold on. Do they call it a snowman dragon? (laughs) Or just a snow dragon? A snow sculpture. Like a a sculpture of a sleeping dragon. A a sleeping. But (laughs) But do they say snowman Snowman dragon? No, I'm sorry. I said snowman dragon. Okay. But they enter the contest to win the golden snowball. It's not yellow though; it's golden. But so he's don't worry. Already got that gold. Ghost. So it's just a gold. It's just a gold ball. <laughs> it's a gold ball. So they Great. then they then take a walk and they end up in the gazebo where what is hanging there? Mistletoe. Oh, and God. Cherry, her very helpful friend from across the square, says, "Go for it, Logan." Jared, who is like, "What was that noise?" Looks around, turns back. Logan grabs his his like shirt. And like pulls his lips to hers, and they have a very intense kiss. Oh. I appreciate that Logan is taking charge in this scenario, and that he mm-hmm. is not. Because if he did, I would hate him for it. Yeah, it ends up very PG thirteen because they are both very into it. And Ooh, then he don't tell me. and he pulls back because he's like, "There are children here, and I am getting a hard on." So <laughs> they're both very flustered, and they're both like very warm for each other's form. And you hear it from both of their perspectives. And and she's like, "Okay, well, we have to go back and, and fix the car." Meanwhile, Jared calls his brother Colin and tells him he not, might not make it. So Colin's really pissy and he's he's like, you're not going to make it again this year. And Jared's like, well, it's Christmas. I'm not going to make people work overtime or something. Like, I'll get there when I get there. Yeah. Meanwhile, after that, they head to Logan's house to change clothes because Logan hasn't showered all night and, and he's she's like, take your you know suitcase, come with me, gra- grab a shower. Then, in a very bold move, she offers her apartment to stay in rather than the drafty garage apartment. And he's uh-huh. like, yes, absolutely. Let's order in. I'll pay for it. Let's watch a movie, and then we'll work on the car tomorrow. So they watch Die Hard, and Jared immediately is like, wow, she's not like other girls. She likes Die Hard. (laughs) I will also say... (laughs) The problem is is I have known several improv bros that would say that unironically about women they dated, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. And also I should say that at one point, there there was like a minor league baseball stadium not far from Jubilee Falls and he he like says something about it and Logan's like oh yeah like the coyote they're called the coyotes actually I don't know if that's like a real thing who, who coyotes yeah <laughs> they're real 
They're I don't, like, uh, I heard they're mythical beasts, like yeah. a jackalope, if you will. So the, and she's like, oh, the coyote's second, you know, the second base player and blah, blah. And she, st- she sprouts out all these facts. And he's oh, like, she's not oh, she's like really not girls. like other girl. Colleen would never understand what a baseball is. Like, she likes cars and, and die hard mm-hmm. and baseball. Mm-hmm. So it's all that. The tension <laughs> is of She knows that coyotes are real. She knows coyotes <laughs> are real. She works on cars. She doesn't care if I have money. She doesn't call me tech zaddy. You know, it's great. So this leads to um, sex scene number one, which I called Die Hard Made Him Hard. And they nice. go, they, they're like, well, we have to share the bed together because the couch is too small. Because Jared's a very large man. Then they both shower and then they're both kind of laying there. And she is in her cami and underwear. And he is just in his briefs. And then they just were like, let's do this. Boom, bang, bing, bomb. Boom. So, in that order? Yes. So they just have a ton of crazy sex, is what they call it. And she's, they keep referencing that she is a very larger, she's a curvy, voluptuous woman, and Mm -hmm. he's very into that. And they say his hands are incredibly large. Good for him. Yeah. And then they're like, his, 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 Dick's pretty big too, but his hands and feet are huge. It's, That's not is that not your thing when a guy just like just starts sort of kicking you with his big foot? <laughs> I love a giant like, foot. Uh, I love yeah. a giant foot. Yeah, yeah. just so, sort of pushing you across the bed with his enormous <laughs> soles of his feet. Kinky. And at one point, she's like, "Well, I don't, I don't have any condoms." And he goes, "I hope this isn't too presumptuous, but when we went into town today, I did buy a huge box of condoms." Box. Yeah, and and she's like, I hope they're bigger in more ways than one, huh? And uh, so they have the they spend the whole night having sex. They wake up the next morning, and Jared calls Veronica to wish him her a Merry Christmas Eve because it has it is that close to Christmas. Mm. And he asks her to do a background check mm, on Logan. I, would, I thought she were gonna tell me that she had already done it. No, well because she well he she didn't know that Jared well, she, was there. Why wouldn't she know? She's a private investigator. That's true. <laughs> why shouldn't why I should give her that privately investigate? I should give her those props. She's like, oh, I've been to Jubilee Falls. Say hi to that librarian. And he goes, oh, is that the guy that you loved and then lost? Okay, so this is part of a series of standalones that's set in Jubilee Falls. Yep. Oh, so okay. look, look out for it. Weaving the ben, cinematic that's a thing. universe together. They, there is a cinematic universe for mm-hmm. most Kindle Unlimited. Yes. Oh, where okay. they find okay. a loose connection between characters. And, so and there there's be several books a million in standalones. Yeah. Yep. All right. So they go to Cherry's for donuts. He gets another call from Colleen, who just like won't accept that it is over. And he's like, this is fucking over. Meanwhile, the cop... The one cop in Jubilee Falls sees him argue on his phone and is like, what are you doing here, sir? Like, you don't belong in this town. And he's like, what? No, my, my car broke down. And then he goes inside and, like, hugs Logan. And he's like, oh, okay, Logan will vouch for you then. And I was like, this is this is weird. Like, it was mm-hmm. like... That's not charming. No, Why? it's that's, not charming. That's, like, that's very unnerving. But because of his, his like, strange... Of towns. Because of his strange phone call that has happened, like, more than once, Logan is convinced that he's actually a cheater. And he she has a confrontation in the garage. They go back to the garage. So he, she can work on the car. And uh, she's like, when did you break up with your girlfriend? He's like, I broke up with her before I came here. But he never says the time. He's like, before I left for Christmas, like, it was over. It's been over. Mm. And so she's like, this is so vague. Oh, my gosh. Like, I think you're a cheater. And he's like, I promise you I'm not a cheater. Like, I think this, like, you and me could be more. To which I said, this has been two days in one sex scene. Why is this going to be more? Mm-hmm. And that leads to sex scene number two. We're in Jubilee Falls. Time works differently there. Yeah. Entitled Servicing the Jag is what I call that sex scene. So uh, Okay. She Okay. <laughs> she is like face down on the Jaguar as they have crazy sex. Nice. Then Logan hears the phone ringing and learn she learns about Veronica. 
she thinks that Veronica is his girlfriend. Jared's like, no, that's my friend. Veronica then tells Jared that Logan is clean. It's just a lot of like, this is happening right now, bee boo bop. And then um, while he's on the phone with Veronica, a car arrives outside, like a nice SUV. And Logan is like, oh my God, this dick like ordered a car like, he wasn't ever going to spend Christmas with me, which they never really talked about. And um, yeah, there's a lot just, of weird expectations. He just, going. yes. He just wanted to, like, get out of here the whole time. So he comes back to, like, see this car. She has locked him out of the garage and is like, go have fun and fucking wherever you're going, blah, blah, blah. It turns out Colin, his brother, has hired a car for him to come and make it to Christmas. Ah. So Jared is all pissed. Logan's all pissed. And he's just like, well, fuck it. I'm, I have to go to Austin and see my brother. On this long drive to Austin. The healthiest relationships are the kind where you can't even say, hey, why is there a car here? Yeah. You mm-hmm. just jump immediately to... You lock someone out in the snow. You have betrayed me and now I am betraying you. Yep. May you die yep. in the cold. I think those are built to last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... My parents met that way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Sorry, mom and dad. Sherry comes over to confront Logan, who is drinking whiskey in the drafty garage apartment. Mm-hmm. And Logan's like, everyone leaves me. And Sherry is like... Bitch. You keep throwing them out every time you see a car. And you work with cars. Cherry. So that happens frequently. Cherry basically says this. And it's like, you shouldn't jump to conclusions. Like, I know your shady past, which I still don't know about, even though I'm your best friend, is rough. But, like, you should give people a chance. And uh, you should fight for him if you want to fight for him. And right. Logan's like, yeah, I guess. He has to come back for his Jaguar at some point. Meanwhile, Jared arrives in Austin, opens presents with the kids, sees one... That happens to be from Logan, and it's a signed baseball from the Nebraska Coyote Jackalopes, whatever they're called. Wow. And he, and he right then goes, oh, my God, I love her. It has been three days. <laughs> it has been three days and two sex scenes, you guys. You can't. You, do you even know her last name? I um, actually think he does, but Logan I, don't, I didn't write it down. It's Logan, it's Logan Paul. <laughs> Logan it Paul. is Logan Paul. <laughs> so Logan is still, I wrote down. I wrote down, it's been three days, ugh. And then I wrote down, ugh. Logan is sitting there still drinking whiskey, feeling sorry for herself. I just love that her Bitch, best... you told him to leave. Yeah, her best friend's <laughs> advice was go fight for him. You don't even need to fight for him. Just don't be actively mm-hmm. hostile. Yeah. And things will probably be fine. Talk a little so, bit. So in that day, like, he got to Austin, opened presents, and was like, I love her. Started driving back. Mm-hmm. Then Logan gets a call that another... another truck has has hit snow right she's like fine whatever it turns out it's jared's car he drove it he drove it on purpose into the snow no. to have yes to no. have logan pick it up and she he tells her that oh i said oh dear god in all caps i wrote oh dear god he told her he loved her it has been four days she promised cherry that she'd go to the festival with it, her so they go home they take a shower together which leads to sexy number three wet and wild um, where she also says that she loves him. The next day, the parts for the Jag come in, so she has to fix the car. So what happens? Is he going to stay in Jubilee Falls? Is she going to move to Chicago with her tech zaddy? I think he's just going to keep crashing cars for the rest of his life. Yeah, that's Maybe. their form of that's their love language now. That's, that's their all they have. Play. Yeah, that's their foreplay. Their Ford play. <laughs> that's their. <laughs> Shut up. But that's like the majority of Snowden love demands a holiday. Wow. 
It is, it's literally, it's a Hallmark movie with some more sex. And yes. the sex scenes are like quite detailed and quite like. And I will say, we are making fun of it a lot, but I will say the author was clearly going for Hallmark yes, movie yes. insanity and they did nail it. All respect, all all props to the author, McKenna Rogue, I believe I said her name was. I, I love that I could never write a Christmas story because I just get so frustrated with everything, with all the yeah. tropes of Christmas. So there is no ill will towards that. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. I know that you, you try to, you. You are very kind on this podcast, so feel free to cut this out if this doesn't vibe. That was a really bad story. Can you go into more depth? I cannot. (laughs) (laughs) Any other thoughts, Ben? Uh, No, I think, uh, I don't think I have any since you erased the one I just shared. uh, We might keep it in. (laughs) I think we could keep it in. I don't mean no personal offense to anyone. That story did not. It was not, not for you. I could not, uh, I did not find myself invested got uh, so, in, got in the twists of that tale. Got it. So to end every every story we do, we each, we like to play a game. I wrote down the main three Christmas village, Jubilee Christmas festival activities. Okay. And I want to give you the option. Do you either want to do Fuck, Mary Kill with these Christmas activities? Okay. Or okay. do you want to do a ranking three, two, one? Let's do, let's do three, two, one. Let's okay. do a rank. Let's rank them. Okay. Yeah. So um, we have the snow sculpture contest in which right. they did the, the lazy, snowman dragon, the, the snowman dragon, yeah. in which you could win the golden snowball. Wait, did they win that? Uh, inconclusive. Inconclusive. They don't even say if he won the gold ball. No. They no. go to the they go to the like ceremony and then and then they get turned on and then the next scene is them cuddling. Right. They on get the couch. they get they they get they trade the gold balls for the blue balls. Yes. And they had to, in. you know, they had to rank which which balls were better to mm-hmm. fix. Um, then, which they didn't take part of, was the snowball battle. There's a whole battlefield dedicated to the snowball fight. Mm. Oh. So that and that was happening right after the snow sculpture. But they had to work on the car. They couldn't go to the snowball. So battle. the snowball battle is just basically what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. There's no other big twists or turns to that. Just, Correct. Okay. And then, which they also teased and didn't go to, the Christmas Eve ball. They all have balls. They're all balls. <laughs> And this one is a very formal night, uh, tuxedos and dresses. They almost went and then didn't. Why would you have them enter a contest of which there are, the, the results are inconclusive? Three days. Three, four days. Four days. So I do, so I want you to rank, um, in, in terms of what you would like to participate in, least to most, three, two, one, uh, snow sculpture contest, snowball battlefield, Christmas ball. Well then, I'd probably want to go to the to the ball to the to the party thing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that sounds that sounds fun. So that's number one. That would be number one. That would be like an event, mm-hmm. right? And this is a small town. You do know everyone there. You're uh, gonna see the mailman in his in his in his kilt. He's Scottish. That's what they wear. <laughs> that's what they wear in Jubilee Falls. Yes. <laughs> Every time I've heard the word Jubilee Falls, I've wanted to to break into song. Jubilee Falls. It sounds like the setting of a fictional small town it's, in a musical. It's, it's where Schmigadoon would take place. It, yes. it's, it's absolutely yeah. a Schmigadoonish uh, locale. So that, and then I guess honestly, snowball fight would be second for me, and then mm-hmm. the sculpture contest would be third, just because I'd be ass bad at the sculpture contest. Yeah, mm. these hands were made for nothing. I'll tell you what, <laughs> they're they, made for screens. They, <laughs> they're made for they're watching. Made, they're made for clicking and typing on yeah. things. Clicking and typing. Uh, mm. They can't. They can't shape a nothing to save their cuticles. So your big. So your big Christmas uh, like festival festivity would be the Christmas Eve ball. I think so. That's given, the climax of your of given your story. those three things. Mm-hmm. And that would be a great place to have the climax happen. Put that at the end. She doesn't expect him to be there and then mm-hmm. he shows up or something. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Much more much more fun than 
crashing your vehicle again. But on purpose this time. So but it's on okay. purpose this time. And it wasn't a Jaguar. It was a full four-wheeled drive. Or 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 <laughs> have the have the um, have the snowball battle be the thing, and it looks like she's gonna. She's about to get pelted. She's surrounded on all sides. And he and he saves and he her. Comes in and he has the baseball, the signed baseball that he <laughs> got for Christmas. And he's pelted snow around it. He's got the golden ball that he won from the sculpture contest. <laughs> he's pelted snow around that. And he whams a kid. And he whams the mailman in the kilt. And they both go down. And <laughs> he stretches his hand. And he says, are you okay? And she says, I am now. And they get up and they go back to the garage. That was a deleted scene. That, I mean, I would 100% read that. Yeah. I'm that just sounds tying great. it together. Yeah. I'll, I'll write it's it in beautiful. my next book. I'll write it in my it's next beautiful. book. beautiful. Love that. So that was snowed in. Love demands a holiday. All right. Great. So, Ben. Yes. Now it's my turn. Hello. To talk about fan fiction. Okay. Which I know disgusts you, but here we are. Well, I've been burned before. (laughs) I know. So there are, uh, snowed in, there are 1,567 works that are mature or explicit with the tag snowed in. Okay. And the most common tags that go along with it are fluff, smut, sharing a bed, and Christmas. So right then and there, I thought that we would have a great time. The most common fandoms are Marvel, Supernatural, and Star Wars. Oh, Marvel, really? Well, and most of them are AUs, meaning alternate mm. universe. Now, I'm curious about the tag uh, sharing a bed because I understand the only one bed thing, where it's like, uh oh, we have to. But isn't just sharing a bed? Isn't that just sort of a prerequisite? For some reason, Ao3 does not have only one bed as a tag. Oh. It is, that is all of the only one bed ones okay. route into sharing a bed. To me, that sounds like sort of like including like lying down. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. All so right. when we did only one bed as an episode, mm-hmm. I had a hell of a time finding something because a lot of time it was like we're just sleeping next to each other and it was not what i wanted (laughs) i see okay okay so we are talking about happy golden days of yore by blue ink three wow and it is a Shit's Creek <gasps> fanfic. Oh. Ben, do I'm you know? I'm out of my depths. I've only seen like the first episode of Shit's Creek. Okay. I think we can still have fun with all this. All right, all right. I do need Emily, mm-hmm. because you do know Shit's Creek. Mm-hmm. I need you to tell us about David and Patrick. Okay, David is the son of the sh- uh, Also, the uh, needless to say, spoilers for Shit's Creek. Oh, sorry. Spoilers. David is the son of the, of the uh, Rose family. Yep. Very spoiled, very funny. Played by Eugene Levy's real life son. Yep. Um, Dan Levy. Yes, he has a very famous scene in which somebody asks him what type of wine he prefers, red or white, in reference to his sexuality. And he says he he drinks both. So that is... He prefers the wine and not the label, he says. Yes, it's something Mm -hmm. to know about him. Patrick is someone who works at David's... He he gets hired at David's apothecary, Rose Apothecary. Mm Mm-hmm. And they start a relationship. Yep. And spoilers, they do date. He Patrick is newly uh, has newly come out, and they date, and they end up getting married. Mm-hmm. So, okay. um, um, I guess it's important to say too, like the whole premise of this show is this rich family buys a town, yeah. and then they go bankrupt and lose all their money, and all they have is this town. So they have to move into and it's kooky. the motel in mm-hmm. this town. And it is a delightful show, and you should definitely check it out. Okay. It's fun. Um, it's fun. It's super, super fun. Well, I'm going to let this fan fiction be the bellwether and inform me as to whether or not I will be uh, you... returning oh, to the show This is a lot of pressure. Proper. On this one fan fiction. I'm just going to say this show is this uh, show is very sweet and sunny and kind and lovely. And this fic is not. So oh. 
There are yes. 9,169 works in the Schitt's Creek fandom. 7,734 of them are the Patrick David pairing. Okay. So this is like 34. the most... <laughs> This is like the most popular pairing for this fandom for obvious reasons. Like there's a will they won't mm-hmm. day and then they get together and they are the, just the relationship of the show. I would say they're just very sweet together and okay. they're lovely. This fic is one chapter. It was 18,676 words. So it was pretty long. Oh wow. And it was published Christmas Eve of 2020. That's a long Ooh. chapter. Tags, angst with a happy ending, pining, exes, Christmas, fluff, cabin fic, Darkish timeline AU slash divorce. Do you need a translation for any of those tags? Uh, I assume pining is is the pine trees of Christmas. Right. Yeah. AU is is alternate universe, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So in this alternate universe, David and Patrick get divorced. Right. Okay. Uh, And we know that going in. And so let's let's get into it. So let's the do. the way that the chapter is broken, well, it's one chapter, but the way the fic itself is broken up is it's December 22nd and then story, December 23rd story. So December 22nd, I will start by reading a quote. Oh, the ceramic mug slips from his loose grip, cracking on the coffee table and spilling hot cider everywhere as he stares at his ex-husband standing in the doorway. David hasn't heard that voice in so long. Oh, we begin. Ooh, what a good first line. The door to the cabin. Say, oh. Yep, yep. The door is open. The door to the cabin is open. Patrick is standing in the doorway. And David says, what are you doing here? And Patrick says, it's my weekend. David is absolutely panicking, opens the Google Calendar they made just for their shared cabin that they got when they were still together. They did this exact same thing on on a real episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but continue. Oh, they did? Yeah. Okay, oh, great. Oh, they did. <laughs> great. Yes, you're correct. So this is that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So David is panicking. He opens the Google Calendar to track the custody, and he sees Patrick written on this weekend. And he is incredibly embarrassed. It says his, he's so embarrassed that his ears start to ring. And all he can do is say, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, oh, my God, and panic. While Patrick picks up the mug and is apologizing to David for making him spill his cider. So Canadian. So Canadian. Ben, some important relationship dynamics to understand about David and Patrick. Mm-hmm. David is like the loud, exuberant ideas man one. And Patrick is very much the caretaker David says, okay, I I will leave. I am so sorry, and starts to pack his things. Patrick says, why don't you stay? And David is very overwhelmed with appreciation and missing his ex, and for a moment considers it, and and is like, oh, Patrick wants me to stay. And then Patrick says, I mean, it's really coming down out there, and then points through the still open door to the cabin. I was going to I was actually <laughs> going to ask if someone has closed the door. No, yet. the door is still open. Feels- that is something I do think about in certain stories sometimes. I'm like they're starting to fuck against the wall. Did anyone close the door? <laughs> yeah. Like that's a real thing I have. A, I yes. About. No, that the author specifically was like a gust of cold wind and snow blows through the cabin mm. where it has it has picked up. And David goes, "I I really can't. I can't do that." And and Patrick says, "Where's Ryan?" And that's his his ex. And Patrick then finally closes the door. Wait, Ryan's whose ex? Oh, sorry. Ryan is Patrick's ex. Ryan is David, Patrick's ex. David asks Patrick, where's Ryan? Right, because if you were coming to the cabin, you probably would have brought... Okay. Yeah, you probably would have brought your boyfriend. Patrick reveals that uh, him and Ryan broke up a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. David starts hyperventilating again. 
And it's a very panicky story. Yes. And Patrick says very gently, like, please stay. I, I know your car is shit in the snow. I don't want you to die. It, it's fine. Like, let's just stay. I relate to both these characters. <laughs> um, and then Patrick goes I to... to that car. Uh, <laughs> and so, Ben. Yeah. Would you, faced with staying in a cabin with your ex of many years, mm-hmm. would you do that or would you risk it in the snow? Oh, boy. Depends on which ex. It depends very much. It depends on some vibes. Okay. Because there, I can think of, like, I have, I can think of an ex right now where I'm just like, it's been long enough and we're chill enough that probably mm-hmm. it would be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I can think of people for whom it would be like, oh, this might turn into something. We don't know. Question. Yeah. yeah. Do we know if David, by this point, do we know if David is like, misses, he misses Patrick. David very much misses Patrick. So see it as the way of you miss this ex. Ah, that would be tough. Mm. I would have to really, I would uh, probably spend a lot of time looking at an app <laughs> going like, oh, how bad is the snow? Yeah. <laughs> I need the radar. I need to confirm What's Tom myself. Skilling saying right now? Right, right. Okay, I accept that. Uh, yeah, but I, th- but uh, yeah, it's a, if, if I genuinely thought that like, no, it's very dangerous and mm-hmm. stupid to go out, then yeah, no, it's, I'm staying. That's I'm fair. staying no matter what. Yeah. I ain't, um, no, I ain't no fool. <laughs> and that's kind of, that's what David decides. He's like, it's not worth it. Yeah. I'm just going to deal with this. This is a big enough cabin and there are enough rooms that if we need to just be in separate bedrooms and not see each other the entirety of Christmas, we can do that. Yeah. We can pull that off. Mm-hmm. Patrick goes to unload his car, brings in a notable amount of booze, and then mentions, oh, the last thing is the tree. Could you help me with that, actually? And David goes, I'm sorry, what? And Patrick says, even a sad Christmas deserves a tree and points to the large tree on top of his car. David helps uh, Patrick bring the tree in the entire time he's admiring how strong Patrick is and mm. how beautiful mm. his arms are. Oh, his arms are really he has pretty. really strong arms. Yes. Canonically strong arms. <laughs> he's okay. Canonically uh, strong arms. <laughs> Patrick notes. He go. He comes in and he's like, "Okay, well, I assume you're like in the main bedroom." And David goes, "No, I am not. I was not. I am in the guest room." And Patrick goes, "Oh, okay, okay, we- weird, but all right." So he heads to the main room to put his stuff down, and then Patrick like runs into the room he's staying at and is on his phone and is freaking out. But he can hear Patrick start, you know, putting things away, and he starts a fire. And David's like, he always used to do that. He always used to start a fire as soon as we got to the cabin because he knew I liked fires. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And (laughs) so he's texting Stevie, and he says, did you know about this? Stevie is their best friend. Okay. Their mutual best friend from Schitt's Creek. She denies everything. She goes, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Why aren't you in New York with me and Alexis hanging out? Mm. Alexis is David's sister. Why aren't you here? Before David can reply, Patrick knocks on the door with hot cocoa with Baileys in it for David. Oh, my. And says, hey, you know, I know this is not ideal, but do you want to come downstairs and help me decorate the tree? And so David, like, takes a deep breath, puts on his big boy pants, and decides to help Patrick decorate the tree. And he's like, wow, okay, we are actually doing this. This is actually happening. Okay, cool. Things... I'm just going to run through a list of charming, supportive things Patrick does for David. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because I don't have time to tell them in a story format. So everyone at home, imagine cheerful montage music. Cheerful montage music. Goal, goal, goal. Patrick 
strings all the Christmas lights on the Christmas tree because David hates getting poked by the pines. Don't we all? Don't we all? He starts a fire. You son of a bitch. He lets David hang the ornaments because he says he remembers how picky he is and that there is a specific order that he doesn't remember. So he gives all the ornaments to David. Mm-hmm. Uh, while David is doing that, he makes carbonara for dinner. He asks David if he can put on Christmas moves, music. David says, fine, but thinks in the back of his head, well, I really only like Mariah Carey and Celine Dion's Christmas music. And they start playing Mariah Carey. And he puts on Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He realizes that the while David is going through the ornaments, he realizes that the nostalgic ones are not in the box and that they must have been taken out and hidden at some point between when they came into the cabin and right now. And he assumes that Patrick like went through and took the like anniversary ornament uh, out okay. and put it somewhere else. And then they put on White Christmas and sit on the couch under a blanket to watch it with respectful distance. And Patrick is the one that offers the blanket. He like He's like, let's watch a movie. You, I, I will not touch you. Here you go. Here's a blanket. It's fine. And David takes a deep breath and it just feels himself kind of relaxing into it and going, okay, this could be good. This could be fine. Ben, of all of those lovely supportive things, which one would make your heart melt the most? Oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. Which one would make my heart melt the most? Mm-hmm. Imagine you have a heart. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> ben, imagine were you capable of human emotion. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. I mean, if if somebody made me a nice carbonara, yeah. I'd be like, this is this is my night. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah. This, this is good. My mind went to the same thing. I was like, nice this carbonara. Everything's coming up, Ben. <laughs> I love a carbonara. Yep. So we are all on the same page We're about all, the carbonara. Love Great. Carbonara. Great. Love so then they, they go to bed and David is just trying desperately to like fall asleep. And he's just thinking about the fact that he had stuck around Schitt's Creek all of these years just to be near, near Patrick. This is hilarious. So Isn't it fun? By the way. Isn't it fun? Um, and there's a lot. There's a, a David left first. But once Patrick decided to leave, David immediately regretted what he was doing is what we learn from his internal monologue. Wow. December 23rd, he wakes up. There's already a fire going. Patrick's book of the month is resting open and face down. And it's, okay. The quote is, Patrick's book of the month is resting open and face down, parentheses, incorrect, on one of the couch cushions. (laughs) This is is David's internal monologue. And his mind goes incorrect. <laughs> because right. the the book is open and face down Jesus. instead of using a bookmark, oh. and I really appreciated that. Okay, well, that's Understood. fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you ain't gonna keep your page that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So David, what if somebody don't close the door and one of them gusts of winds comes? Well, through? you're ruining the binding. Is really what the problem is. Yeah. Okay. 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 Old prospector. <laughs> just like they're ruining the binding of this relationship. <laughs> oh boy. Get on back to it. Patrick has made French toast for breakfast. It's staying warm in the oven because David slept late. Mm -hmm. And Patrick says, so I noticed that you brought the recipe and all the ingredients for my mom's turkey chili to make this weekend. What's up with that? And David's mind goes blank with panic. And Patrick's phone rings and saves him from it. And he goes to FaceTime his parents. And David starts making the chili because he's like, well, fuck you. I can make chili however I want. It's fine. I just really like your mom's recipe. It's really cool. And he's like thinking about this and rage chopping. Um, And he doesn't want to admit that all of his recipes come from Patrick's family. Because David's family does not cook. Does not famously. Cook. They don't know how to cook. They don't know what they're, they're rich. They, they can't don't know what fold doing. in the cheese. And then they start, you know, Patrick comes back and they're talking about the store and things get a little tense. And uh, David says, you know, I, and but it resolves itself. And David says, you know, Patrick, I noticed you're like getting better at talking through things, at least 
compared to the last time we had a discussion and Patrick says, Oh yeah, that's what my therapist tells me. And David is like, <gasps> cause he's, he's very shocked therapy. and he's very attracted to the fact that Patrick is going to therapy. We love a man. And Patrick reveals, uh, that since the divorce, he's been going to therapy. Oh yes. And David says, well, if uh, we're sharing, I had to start therapy also after I had a two day panic attack right after we signed the divorce papers. And Patrick does not take that as a joke. And in fact, gasps, and looks very concerned and David is David is struck by the love and concern in Patrick's eyes and his intrusive thought goes I never stopped loving Patrick despite how it ended and now I don't know what to do oh my god and so he goes do you want to just day drink all day and Pat and Patrick says yes and so they just decide to drink all day okay yeah because look at the risk of sounding impatient are we gonna boink at some point <laughs> I mean, because I was assured that this was a show for smut. There was no and quality thus far, assurance. For thus you. far, thus far, we've just got a couple, a couple of guys feeling a lot of feelings, talking about their feelings, and that's fine. Yeah, but where's the boink? You wouldn't understand the boink if I just went into it. You have to understand the context. <laughs> we've got to, we've got to go up to the. Boink. We got to get fair. into the boink. We got to approach it because my boink is Permission very to different approach from the boink? <laughs> So they get drunker and drunker and drunker, and they make the mistake of playing that classic game. Boink. Never have I ever. Ah, boink version. And yeah, boink boink version. And they talk more and more about, they get into it, and they start talking more and more about their lives and their breakups. And David remembers how Patrick broke up with him on Christmas four years ago. Oh my God, fucking rude. And David says to Patrick, I am so sorry for not fighting for you. I should have fought for our relationship. I should have fought for us. And I shouldn't have thrown you out when I saw you had a car outside <laughs> yeah. the garage. And he says, but, but, but Patrick, like, would you have let me, would, would you have let me fight for you? Like, would that have, at that point, were we just too far gone? Like, was there anything that I could have done? Patrick exhales his breath warm. He says, David, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but I'd let you do just about anything. Anything? <gasps> he can't help it. His eyes flick down to Patrick's lips. Anything. Patrick breathes, <laughs> crashing their mouths together. It's like coming home. Crashing. Blinking. Like, a car, like, look, like I, a car into a snowdrift. Who among us hasn't had some... Crashing some, kisses. Well, who I among us hasn't kiss. had some, some, some sloppy snuggles after a few drinks? Right. But I wouldn't... If I, dis, if I had some day drinking under my belt, right. and then my kiss could be described as crashing... I think bandages are gonna get in. <laughs> I have never heard of a sloppy snuggle, and I have. I, I love. I that only want to use that from now on. I am picturing though, like when the two amazing, people are amazing. are quite drunk, and the coordination is not great. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's teeth, that kind teeth. of like, like oh god. So- you're so you're so excited, but you're so bad. At yes, it. it's yes. that it's the perfect cross section of enthusiasm and incompetence. Exactly, yeah. and that is that is what happens to these boys. Is right. there's a crashing kiss, um, <laughs> and they have very emotional in front of the fire making out yes. while saying that they love each other <gasps> so much. Uh-huh. And David feels like a broken part of himself is being forged back together right. as Patrick stands up and try- starts to pull him to the bedroom. We're so jaded because both, <laughs> both Emily and I, while, while we said like while you're describing like oh it feels like it's being fun, we're both just we're like, like no, no I don't trust no, this no I don't you're tr- making a mis- about to happen you're making a mistake my friend and, and Patrick pushes David against the wall and 
they're Don't making you let out more. Feel those things. And says that he misses him. And David says, This is a mistake. And Patrick says, Probably. And then he unbuttons his pants. And then they bone. And it's great. Yes, yes, yes. Is there any intercural? There's no intercural curl sex. No curl. In bo- boning in this case, because boning can mean many different things. So mm-hmm. I will be I will be um, uh, specific. Uh, boning in this case means that double hand job thing that we talked about in the Halloween episode. Got it. Where it one two, Patrick's two, two peen one Patrick's hand. hand is around both of their penises. And there's like they're next to each other. It's like a double hand job. Ben is our <laughs> second ever guest with a penis. Yeah. Um, oh, true. You do not think that this would work. So here's why I, I have my reservations. Right. Is because generally uh, some form of lubrication is required. And well, they do have lube. Okay. They do have lube. Because what I'm envisioning is there's, there's the, there's the, there's so the there's there's sort of exterior right. of the penises that's making contact with the hand. Yeah. Right. And that's probably fairly well lubed. What I'm concerned about is the interior next to each other. of the penis. Mm. Yeah. Sort of, uh, you know, as, as though trying to start a fire with sticks in the also, wood. I'm just imagining some uncomfortable f- friction on the on the interior of this. No, I'm right. assuming they are both lube But I right guess up. if you lube, yeah. I guess if, if you lube, lube it up. You, so you. anyway, Sorry. they jerk each other off with their penises. <laughs> with their hand. They I'll jerk allow it. <laughs> Go on. Penises are rubbing against each other. Correct. Right. And a hand. Yes. Also. Yeah. So kind of. Okay. Their penises are. Yeah. Are, yeah it's are, a team effort. It's a team. Yeah. yeah. So that happens and it's lovely and there's a lot of feelings involved. And I'm I just realized as I was describing eyes. a thing that I have never done, there's there's probably people listening just going like, yeah, Ben, of course it works, you idiot. <laughs> Maybe. I, I kind <laughs> I of know. hope. I kind of hope for that. I don't know. Because definitely the first time we talked about it, I was like, I, I don't know. I, I hope it works. I hope it's fun for people. So Patrick uh, wakes, David, <laughs> David wakes up the next morning to an empty bed. It is immediately like, oh no, <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> we are divorced. This, I, I love yeah. that. That was lovely, but right. the, you okay. know, post drunk. Oh, I let myself stuff. feel healed. I let myself feel healed for a second, and now I don't know what to do. Oh, poor David. Uh, he goes downstairs, and him and Patrick like lock eyes, and then again the phone rings and saves them from a conversation, and it is David's uh, sister Alexis. Okay, and. Emily, do you want to help me? I would love read to. This? I would love to okay. help. It's a moment of levity in a very upsetting fic. Ben, I would like you to do like the in between bits, and oh, then okay. Emily, you be Alexis, and I'll be David, because that okay. just feels right to me. What do you want? He snaps when the call connects. Her pout is clear, even with the cabin's shitty Wi-Fi. Rude, David. It's Christmas Eve, and. Ugh, if I had known you were going to be such a Scrooge, I would have left you to wander around in your nightgown alone. Oh my god, he's not dad. Alexis, what do you want? He asks with a (sighs) sigh, pinching the bridge of his nose. His headache is coming back. She huffs out a breath and makes a show of playing with the zipper on what is clearly a a garish one-piece holiday ensemble. Ted's idea, no doubt. But when next she speaks, her voice is softer. I just wanted to say that if you change your mind about New Year's, there are still flights available for the 30th. I checked. That's... He misses her. He does. But New York does not have the same pull it once did. His misplaced desire to prove to everyone he'd won only made him lose. More than he ever thought possible. You know I can't do that. I just feel so bad, David, thinking of you up in that cabin all alone. In the place you and Patrick shared, it's just very masochistic and not a good look for you. Okay. He says overly loud, turning his back to the kitchen. 
but it's a wooden fucking cabin. Of course sound carries. Is there a point to this? He snaps and Alexis glares. You mean other than trying to get you out of your four-year funk? No, David. There's no point. Choke on a candy cane. Drink expired eggnog. <laughs> was my Alexis okay? It was great. Thank you. It's beautiful. Yay, team! Yay, team! So, of course, Patrick here is absolutely all of that. Mm-hmm. And he comes into the room with big, sad puppy dog eyes. And he says, David, why are you here and not hanging out with your sister and your best friend in New York? And David deflects and says, why, why are you here, Patrick? And Patrick says, I realized that this December means that we've been divorced longer than we were together. Aww. And I didn't want to burden my parents with my sad, depressed ass. And so I decided to come to the cabin instead. Aww. And David, in that moment, realizes that too and is devastated. And Patrick says, I don't even know these characters and I'm devastated. (laughs) This is the saddest shit. Patrick says that he loves David and will always be in love with him. And no person he's ever with when Sen has been able to do that. And David freaks out and runs into the snow. Sounds about right. Sounds about what I would do. That's where we'll we'll leave it. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Oh, my land. Guess you'll have to read if you want to find out more but there are two more sex scenes i felt quite invested in there's that there's two more okay <laughs> so well then I he doesn't die in the snow like it's gonna go my way <laughs> so he didn't um, just walk, run out into the unless snow unless they're flashbacks unless die. they're flashbacks, they might be flashbacks. Oh. you don't know then you that don't was, know i that i liked that i felt very invested in that thank you it's very angsty it's yes. way more angsty than what i usually pick but Correct. i thought it was very well written yeah i agree yeah I feel sad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just feel sad. And I can't believe I made what because when you said you didn't know Shit's Creek at all, I was like, oh fuck. Okay, well Ben is not going to enjoy this. As I was much as expecting Emily something <laughs> wacky. No, nope. um, just because it was based on a comedy. But um, Christmas is not for wackiness. Christmas is not for joy or <laughs> frivolity. No, I mean it's not. I will say that like. Story wise, like it's impactful, mm-hmm. like the and the dialogue, even just as you're skimming over the dialogue and not even reading it all out loud, like, yeah, those are that's impact. Those are impactful conversations and mm-hmm. situations yeah. that I can, uh, you know, identify with uh, to some degree. So, like, I'm not gonna say it's it's not. I don't think it's bad, but it it is bumming me out. Yeah, it's a sad one, uh, and I apologize for that. No, but right. I did think that it was a. I'm good... just going to be alone with my thoughts for the next several hours as I drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, if you can find an audio book of this a, one, we have a little more to talk about. No but worries, I will ben. say, I mean, I did. The reason I picked it and didn't go with any of the other ones that I read was a. Yes, I thought it was really well written, mm-hmm. and I, the the writer really did nail the characters' voices because they. It is a sitcom, so everybody mm-hmm. does have a very unique cadence right. and tone. Yeah. And they were able to really nail that. Ew, David. Ew, David. And then I also thought, like, okay, cabin snowed in yeah. with the tree with also I like the family elements of like there's a lot more about David in his inner monologue thinking about how much he misses Patrick's parents and Aww. Patrick's family uh, and that's why he wanted to make the chili and all of those kind of family elements which for me is very Christmassy and very around the holidays yeah so that's why I picked it because I thought it really exemplified the trope in those ways as well. Yeah. Not just in the, not just because I wanted to bum everybody out. So, as this is a podcast about two raccoons talking about the best trash in town, mm-hmm. could you award each of our stories out of five raccoons and trash cans? How many would you give it? 
Well, based on the trope of Snowden at Christmas. Based on fidelity to that trope. Mm-hmm. Correct. I mean, also your general like or dislike. Yeah, yeah. It's all you. That, I would give. I would give the Shit's Creek story four out of five tra- trash co- raccoons. Trash trash coons. Yes. Um, I would say that because first of all. I mean, it is pretty true to the trope, mm-hmm. like through and through. Mm-hmm. We're snowed in. We can't get away from each other. That's the uh, that is a central element to how we find ourselves here. Mm-hmm. But there's there's more to it behind the scenes there. Right. And also, as I said, I found it very affecting, even though in a way that is bumming me out. <laughs> Jubilee, Christmas Garage, and the many balls of <laughs> Jonathan. I Jared. Jared. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this a two out of uh, out of five uh, okay. trash trash raccoons. Ooh, the the Snowden element wasn't it didn't it barely lasted. Mm. You know, it it wasn't really enough of a pressing issue to. It was the start of their four day relationship, though. Yeah, but yeah, but the crash was the start of their four day relationship and. I felt that there were many elements to the story that I wanted to see wrapped up or connected. Yeah, you're not going to get that in this story. <laughs> that uh, nope. did not wrap up or connect. Just life, man, you know? So, uh, I mean, and that's, you know, that's life. That's messy. That's real. <laughs> that's true to life. This is yep. real. What's yep. true to life is yep. I crash my car twice a week <laughs> to gain the uh, attention of a buxom mechanic and her all's what's covered. I, I agree with that mainly because I got more points than Emily, but yeah, I appreciate that. There's no need okay. to make this. And I think our final I think our final question is yeah. what is the sexiest thing about Christmas? Um what is the sexiest thing about Christmas? In your opinion. Oh man, we want real answers or joke answers. Real, real answers. You can put in a joke after your real answer. Right? No, okay. God, I wish I had been prepped for this question. We can no. answer. What's yeah, the sex- you want us to go? Yeah, first? you go first. You go first. Can't take what we say. Well, you can build on what we say. I like right. giving gifts. I like giving gifts. You son of a bitch. <laughs> no, go on. I think I like giving gifts. As in, I think it's I f- I feel sexy mm. when I know that I've nailed a gift. Oh. Like if I give something to somebody and I can tell that it has touched them and they are they are really happy about it, like that makes me go. Yes, and it makes me feel sexy. I like that. That's nice. You know, gift giving, I think, is definitely one of my love languages. Mm -hmm. I love doing that. but I So I don't think I feel especially sexy when I do that. But I think Christmas surprises. Okay. Because I do think Christmas is kind of a chaste holiday. It's very family-oriented. We talked about this with Thanksgiving as well. It's very cozy. And so... I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So you said Christmas surprises. I very vividly got... A man <laughs> placing his dick, dick on in a someone's box. face to wake them up and going, Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, God. I pictured a what? Merry Christmas. What? How do you, how do your family celebrate? Oh, no. I'm so sorry. It just, it, it, you know, when a thought comes in, it's so vivid. Yeah. It's so vivid. What? What is Christmas Keenan doing to you? Um, no, I was thinking more like Whatever because they want to do because in thinking about the the books for on Kindle Unlimited for Christmas, it is clean Christmas romances, and then it's very dirty, right? Like this is your present kind of thing. Right. So I got you boobs. Yeah, <laughs> you got. Someone boobs? No, someone got me boobs. One got time. it. But like that thing of, you know, we've been, <laughs> we had a lovely. 
I had to return them. I had to ask if there was a receipt. Were they the wrong size? <laughs> Dude, I'm so mad at you. No, I'm talking about like when I think of a Christmas date, I think of like going out to look at the lights, like being cozy, right. having hot chocolate. Like yeah. that's not sexy to me. But the afterwards of like we had a lovely date, like now here's my dis- disgusting lingerie. Right. <laughs> and by that, I mean like nasty, sexy, not like disgusting, like I look gross in it. So like that kind of Christmas surprise. Okay. Benjamin. Okay. I think that what's, I think the sexiest thing about Christmas is closely related to the whole reason Christmas exists. Jesus. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, um, uh, Christmas as in sort of a winter uh, uh solstice kind mm-hmm. of festival where it's like it's the thing that happens in the middle of winter because that's when it's the darkest and the coldest and it's the hardest to, to do anything and so we we build these these big bright comfortable festivals right in the middle of the bleakest time mm-hmm. of year so that we can all feel better about it and and we can all sort of support each other and get each other through like psychologically i think that's kind of where i think that's why that's a kind of universal tradition personally yeah and i think there's a sexy element to that if you're with someone that you care about because it's like hey it's cold outside the world is bitter and and frosty <laughs> mm-hmm. and we're comfy and i choose yeah. to we're be with in, you yeah and yeah. look we did it but yeah there is something there's something kind of hot about just like oh yeah i mean we're all cozy on the. We're all cozy inside, and we don't have to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We kind of couldn't if we wanted to, so yeah. we might as yeah. well. You know, there's very little distraction. It's just, it's just you and them. I Spoken think is a true over that. thirty, over thirty year old. Is <laughs> well, yeah, because back in my twenties, I would have just said boobs. Boobs. <laughs> that said, Ben, that was a very sweet answer, and I really yeah. appreciate it. Oh well, you it was know, very sweet. I'm a sweet guy. Yeah. Well, I think with that. Uh, I would say that this is probably the, I've, we've said it before, but I think this is, it's true now that this was probably the loosest episode we've ever recorded. Maybe the weirdest episode. It's definitely the weirdest. Um, oh, the, the most laugh breaks. And Ben, thank you for your time. Yeah. And hey, thank you that. so much. Thank you for giving me your time, um, and letting me handle it so recklessly. Yeah. Um, I, I've had so much fun. I've learned so much and I'm very sad. Actually, that said, <laughs> do you think given your experience today, you might check out a fanfic or, or a, a Kindle? Well, don't don't put me. No, no. <laughs> All right. Not based on this experience. Just check. No. Listen, just listen to check. our Thanksgiving episode. Maybe you'll like All the right. Kindle yeah. Unlimited. Then yeah. okay. I, I mean, I will. I'll definitely keep giving y'all a try. Thank I will you. definitely keep checking in to see if there's one that I'm like, okay. Oh, you. I I one. I guarantee there's gonna be one that you're like, okay. That's right. the one. That's the one. Yeah. And that said, listener, please tune in next time because we're also gonna do a New Year's episode. Yeah, New Year's Eve. It's gonna be. Sexy, yeah, it's, that's that's kind of the whole thing. Yeah, that's our that's our uh, shit. And also, we're on the internet, so yeah. come find us there. Follow us on uh, Instagram and TikTok. Uh huh. And Facebook, it, kind uh, of. Yeah, we have a Facebook in case you, in, if you're like 50. I don't know. Yeah. Um, subscribe, like our podcast. Give us a DM or a or a Gmail, a Gmail, if you need to talk to us. Um, we love talking to you guys. And uh, keep it sexy this Christmas. Yeah, uh, we're just two raccoons. Talking about the best, best trash, trash in town. town, and you know, sing Santa Baby at the raccoon that you love. Yeah, be a be a raccoon opening a present. Gold Coast Gold. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Everything is lewd. I could tell you things about Peter Pan and the Wizard of Oz. There's a dirty old man. Ah!